1: Got you six, we got you back. Got you six, we got you back. I got
0: you six. Sixers, what an unbelievable treat we have today. We're talking to someone who is, you know what? I'm gonna just go out there and say it. he's a legend in the Marine Corps. He's already shaking his head, so this is great. We have Sam Meek on, founder and CEO of Sandbox. If you haven't heard of it, it is just an absolute awesome company. Sam, thank you so much for coming on the Got Your Six podcast today.
1: No, oh, Tony, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, we, we all know that when you talk about a legend, it's just a massive lie with maybe a little kernel of truth. Yeah.
0: As we talk about Sandbox, where a recruit goes into the military and their family and loved ones need to be able to communicate with them. And for the first time. They have this you know almost barrier because of boot camp and stuff like that. How does sandbox kind of fit into all this with communication and how that you know serves a service member through their lifetime?
1: No, uh, well, I appreciate asking the question, Tony. And before I dive into sandbox, i just I just wanted to take a moment to you know address you and and your sixers and and tell you how much I love what you're doing and uh, what you're creating, it is making a, an incredible amount of difference for our veteran entrepreneurs and and folks that are transitioning and and, and thinking about their next chapter. And I know, you know, the, the one thing that's always helped me in my individual path, you know, from transitioning into into entrepreneurship has been listening to other people's stories. So thank you for telling them.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And, you know, on the sandbox front, you know, it's, it's really a, a pretty remarkable thing that we, we've stumbled on and you know, the opportunity to you know continue to do great things for our military and, and their families in a really neat way at scale. You know, I have to say that I, I just I feel really blessed to have a remarkable team around me, a great group of investors, a wonderful board of directors that are laser focused on a North Star, which is pretty simple. And it's we get to build content and technology to help simplify the military journey that's a mouthful of a statement. And I think when you think about it, we're, we're kind of talking about boiling the ocean here. Um, and so, you know, as, as we think about how do you effectively create a platform that services the military community, the military family and the DOD and, and the institution at large, how do you, how do you do that, you know, at, at scale and how do you do it successfully? And, you know, I think the one thing that we figured out is, you've got to fundamentally break down your product strategy and your growth strategy into, you know, these individual things and experiments that, you know, help our service members uh, and their families and, and the DOD be more successful through these friction points that, that happen. And you're very versed in the friction points that exist along the military journey. And anyone who's been fortunate enough to serve also understands those. And those friction points start at the very beginning of, you know, I'm thinking about joining the military and, you know, they really don't go away. You know, even after we transition into veteran lifestyle, there's there's just so much there, that, you know, associated with the military journey. But we, we recognize that if we were going to create a platform that could truly help our service community be successful in the long term, we'd have to start at the beginning of, of the military journey. We'd have to start with recruiting. We'd have to start with uh, basic training and, you know, that first year service so for us, you know the, the two big aha moments you know as we as we launched the apps and, in 2015 were around the knowledge transfer uh, that we saw to be so critical within the delayed entry program and the recruiting phase, as well as the disconnectivity that happens when you ship off the basic training. And so on the, on the knowledge front, there are so many places out there that you know have good information, decent information and just information that's completely wrong. And so we wanted to figure out a way to segment this information and better understand how to deliver this information in a, in a relevant and kind of snackable way for you know, those 18, 19 year old, 20 year olds that are joining our, our Department of Defense today. And uh, it's, it's much different. you know. Every year things are changing in the way they consume the content and what really helps them make better decisions but we recognize that you know it's it's got to be mobile it's got to be sms driven it's got to be uh, you know in app push notification it's got to be video it's got to be short and long form content depending on what you're delivering it's got to be measurable you've got to be able to think about the difference between you know what a navy mom wants versus what that young you know future soldier who's waiting to ship off to Fort Jackson needs and the team has done an incredible job at thinking about how do you segment the content how do you create the content and deliver that and measure it to, to find success. And so, you know, anyone that's thinking about joining the military today, as they're searching for what it means to be a soldier or what to expect at Fort Leonard Wood, or, you know, what happens when I get to my MOS school, hopefully, you know, a lot of the content that, that comes up via Google is, is going to be some sandbox content. And so that's, one of the first things that we focus on is is how do we begin to think about our acquisition model that's really a a positive spin on the way this next generation warfighter is uh, trying to figure out their journey. So, you know, that's one side of the house. And then that other piece that I mentioned, the letters platform, um, you know, we've become so accustomed to communicating mobily, as well as our friends and family around us, uh, to us. And, when, you know, Tony drops off the grid and, you know, is, is doing Beast Week at West Point or going through, you know, training week four at Fort Sill, that disconnectivity is a real thing for you and for your mom and, you know, buddies on your football team, whatever the case may be. And so the Letters platform was just a really easy way for, you know, loved ones to be able to stay connected and vice versa. And, um, and how, do you, how do you merge the, the digital uh, and the mail call analog side of the house?
0: As we look at communication, this might even be what you implement daily from your time in the Marine Corps, being able to communicate efficiently. And you talked about being able to get that digestible content delivered to them. Is that something that you remember from your time in service where like being able to communicate effectively was just what you have kind of carried with you? Or was there something else that has helped driven, you know, what you and the team at Sandbox have created?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, effective communication is a a pillar of success in the military. And we've had the good fortune of serving with and around really good communicators. And we've had the poor fortune of serving and working with really bad communicators. And we we try and take the good and leave the bad. And so, you know, when you think about concise communication and you think about the adoption curve and, and how we change behavior and how we make decisions. Some people can hear something once and they can get it done. They can figure it out. And some folks need to hear it from a specific channel or it needs to be embedded, you know, seven or eight times in a variety of ways. And so I think that there's a there's a mix there. There's there's, you know, what we've seen in the the marketplace for, you know, successful growth of blogs or, or media businesses in the way they communicate and they share information. And then you also, you know, have the individual experiences that, you know, we've seen of, you know, when, when I showed up at, at that unit, I had a I had a platoon sergeant who really cared about a whiteboard and sitting down every day and making sure that everybody understood who was doing what and how and what success looked like. And so taking kind of the best of both worlds and, you know, the media side of the house and, and digital delivery uh, to, you know, where we saw success with really good communicators in the military, I think, is, has been a cornerstone of the way we think about our product strategy
0: where are you currently looking to develop your skill sets especially being in the communication world and the media world things are ever changing
1: there's a lots of tools uh, and platforms out there that i think are interesting but where i i honestly get most of you know my learning today is actually from my teammates you know we've got we've got a, a, so many really smart lifelong learning folks in sandbox that are consistently bringing new ideas to the table and it's new processes. It's, it's new you know, thought leadership around you know, experimenting with a, a style or, or a specific platform, you know, changing the way we might measure something, challenging assumptions in a, in a really thoughtful way that's, that's productive of the organization. So I have to say our team is really for me where I get most of my personal growth today.
0: Do you have a particular example, maybe whether it'd be the thought leadership or like that you've recently kind of come across from your teammates
1: yeah, you know, actually, I, our our director of marketing uh, Jeremiah's—he's got a crazy cool background in marketing, and you know, one of the things that we've always uh, tried to figure out is, you know, what are what are some of the kind of core KPIs that we consistently have to measure, and then as we as we think about how do we iterate on that, and you know, where can we think about you know better performance and better metrics? One of the things that uh, you know he's brought to the table, and it's it's kind of rudimentary, but something that we really weren't thinking about, um, you know, in the right way was, was a, was something called time to value. And it's, it's pretty simple. It's how much time uh, occurs between uh, when someone joins your platform to when, you know, they receive value. And, you know, in our case, like so let's take the letters, letters, uh, uh, business, for example, you know, a lot of folks will sign up for sandbox because they have a loved one that is going to basic training or has just shipped off the basic training. And sometimes, you know, they'll wait, you know, Five, six, seven days before sending their first letter because they want to read up on the content or they're, they're waiting just for a little more a nudge to actually send that first letter. And, um, you know, we started thinking about, OK, how do we how do we kind of pull that forward a little bit and think about what that time to value looks like? And so it was very thoughtful experimentation around, um, you know, what does the SMS have to say? You know, uh, how many emails and when are they delivered? What type of push notifications? What type of content are we going to deliver to that Navy mom who is, you know, a, a, a big Facebook user? And what are we going to drop into her Facebook feed versus, you know, the Army dad who's like, I don't do social. I barely do text messages. Uh, you know, how do we
0: still has a flip phone and like yeah, punches so, in yeah, each letter? Yeah.
1: All, it has the hello moto. Um, so, you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, a lot of difference in, you know, digital behavior. And as we think about, um, you know, our product strategy and, and how we, you know, uh, you know, basically shrink that time to value, uh, he's brought a lot of really great ideas forward that, that, uh, we've executed on and, and we've moved that needle, you know, considerably, you know, it's had a big impact on the bottom line, but more importantly, it's had a big impact in, you know, the happiness of, you know, our new military community because, We focused on that value generation faster.
0: As you've gone into the entrepreneur space, coming out of the Marine Corps, understanding how the customer, as well as your team, seeks and understands happiness, like you said, like the bottom line, that's great, but like your productivity, your ability to get people to buy into what you're doing, is there something else that you've been able to kind of tap into and be like, this is the thing I always look for whenever I'm recruiting somebody to the team or we're talking about Sandbox or whatever it may be?
1: I think one of the coolest things that I get to see is when we have folks that, you know, come into our recruiting pipeline, we get a lot of folks that, that seek, uh, you know, service that have never served in, in the military. And, and a lot of folks, you know, just never even considered service just because it wasn't part of their bailiwick, part of their upbringing. And when we get to talk to people about what we're doing, it consistently comes up as, you know, Hey, I I never served in the military and and I don't understand the military journey. So I don't know if I'm going to be a good fit. Um, But what very quickly follows is this is really cool. And I think I could really get invested in this because I never had the opportunity to serve. And this may be a way for me to get that feeling for me to have an impact on our military community in a way that, you know, they've never been able to accomplish before. And so you know, all of my teammates, whether they're veterans, military spouses, or brats, or or folks that have never touched the military community, but especially those that have never been around the military community feel like they're doing some sort of service in a really neat way. And um, it's an incredible recruiting tool. It's an incredible retention tool. And it really, you know, rallies around our North Star. I think that's one of our secret weapons, as we think about our people.
0: As we look, though, on the entrepreneur journey, which is, you know, lifelong, Along the way, we, there's always successes and super massive highs, but there's always absolutely like almost rock bottom lows. Where have you just absolutely like crashed and burned to give it, you know, a flight analogy, but been able to kind of soar up from that?
1: I, I would say that uh, the entrepreneurship journey is is defined by mistakes. And I personally, and, and we as an organization have made lots of them. And, you know, I'm fairly certain based on track records, we got plenty more mistakes to go. And, um, it's, uh, you know, it's cheeky, but it's, it's really how you kind of recover. And I think as you, as you, you know, have the opportunity to work with teams and grow businesses, you, you figure out how to pivot very quickly and, and respond and, and, and look at kind of the, the positive nature on what's going forward, but be very thoughtful in retrospective to figure out, okay, where did we go wrong in an assumption or, or how did that, had that mistake occur? And, and we try to be very thoughtful about the way we look at retros, um, but also knowing that, like you know, hey, that didn't work, and you know we're going to charge forward. Uh, you know we're working on some new product strategy right now. You know we recently spent, you know, probably a better part of a month, maybe maybe even longer, trying to figure out the best avenue to approach this this new product strategy. We spent a bunch of money and time in, in a very specific direction, and it was something we all talked about. Um, but you know there was there were some you know things that some decisions that were made that didn't quite add up, and you know we pretty quickly got together and said, hey. Boys and girls, this we're going down the wrong road here. Let's make a pivot and let's not worry about what happened. Let's charge forward. Let's understand why we made the decisions we made, but let's not harp on it. And let's learn from this and go. And the faster you can get to those discussions, and the faster you can allow your teammates to be vulnerable in those mistakes as well as in the successes, I think the better off you can be. So there's countless, uh, you know, mistakes. I mean, not having enough money in the bank and not being able to kind of, you know, foresee those issues to, uh, you know, hiring the wrong people, um, you know, or, or, or hiring the right people at the wrong time, you know, lots of that stuff, platform selection, vendor selection, you know, organizational stuff, processes, people, you know, uh, uh, processes, uh, systems, lots of that stuff. And, and you learn, you read, you talk and network around, you know, the things you're trying to accomplish. And I find that you know the the best advice that I get is is from you know not the folks that built you know media businesses or or platforms or apps you know five years ago or even three years ago, but the folks that are half a step in front of me and and, and you know maybe maybe a year in front of our growth trajectory. We learn so much from the people that are just a little bit ahead of us you know in other organizations, and so you know we consistently try and lean on you know our We've got, you know, folks on the product team that, you know, have product mentors that are at organizations that are just a little bit bigger than ours. You know, I've got friends of mine that are CEOs in in companies that are just a little bit bigger and, you know, they're at that next fundraiser, they're at that next kind of growth inflection point. And, you know, I'm learning about, you know, the mistakes that they made and trying to avoid those booby traps. So it's, it's, it's kind of a mix of the landscape, but there's many of them out there and it's just the, the fact, the quicker you can pivot and move forward is the answer and, and surrounding yourself with the right people to do it.
0: I think you touch on something extremely special there when you talk about the product mentorship, because it's not a formal process, at least I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's an informal process where it's just that conversation and it allows for essentially internal and external after action reviews in the moment to occur. So you can continue that climate and culture of trust and vulnerability that exists inside the organization, but being able to reach out and say, Hey, this is kind of what we're doing. It's not really working. Do we have any feedback? And creating a network of other people that are more than willing to just give you what their thoughts are unbiasedly. So how did you kind of come across that? Or was it just, like we said, just a natural thing that happened as you guys started to grow, even from the very beginning?
1: I would say it, it definitely has felt much more organic than anything else. And that's, in my opinion, really, because you know, we've, we've had you know, my, my, my co-founder, Swami, you know, he's he's the, he's he's just an incredible bleeding heart of this organization. He's he's you know, he's got so much like the way his like emotional tentacles move through sandbox is incredible. And, you know, I mean, he can he can pick up, you know, the slightest movement and the emotional intelligence, of the organization miles away, you know. And, and, you know, meanwhile, by the time it gets to me, it's like a glaring problem. I'm like, oh, oh, well, let's uh, let's focus on that now. And, and he's so good at, at kind of, you know, reading the room and thinking about, you know, is the organization healthy? Are, are people being taken care of? And and how do we do that? And, you know, Shane, who's our CMO, he's, he's been with us, you know, since the beginning. You know, he, is, he has always challenged us to try new things and think about experimentation. And, uh, you know, either, he, you know, he's, he's either kind of, you know, let's go full speed ahead or, you know, put in the reins. Back on Swami, and I saying, "Hey, let's let's talk about this a little bit before before we make a decision." And I, I find that you know having the these uh, you know a diversity of thought in the way that we've we built Sandbox, and uh, you know that emotional intelligence has 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 kind of organically enabled all that to, to happen for us.
0: Sam, as we kind of come up on the end of the episode, uh, I mean we've touched on so much, you know, from emotional intelligence to being a lifelong learner. I have to ask you one final question. Sam Meek, how are you better today than yesterday?
1: Oh, man. I'm better today than yesterday. That's, very, that's a really easy answer. I was in Florida last night. I, I had the wonderful opportunity to meet um, a recently retired admiral to think and talk through some of the sandbox strategy. And I got back tonight and I had the opportunity to put my son to bed. And so I am better today because I had the opportunity to put Oliver to bed and read him a couple books.
0: Sam, so where can people go to find more about Sandbox, you, and everything else that you guys are creating across the digital landscape?
1: You know, just throw a Sandbox with two X's into the Google machine, you'll find us. You know, we've got uh, we've we've got a you know wonderful you know presence on the web. Um, you know, we're we're building out so all sorts of new functionality to focus on life after basic training we've got a a really neat product called muster coming out that's you know kind of like a slack for the military community that's right now we're hyper focused on helping um, our recruiters do their job more successfully and help that delayed entry program with attrition the network around the future soldier program so you know all that stuff you know you're going to start to see a lot more sandbox outside of just recruiting and basic training but but into that active duty life cycle Um, and, uh, you know, if anyone ever wants to get in in touch with me, you know, you can, you know, on sandbox in the app, you can reach out to our customer happiness team with anything. And and they they send me stuff all the time. So that's a, that's usually the best way to get to me is just directly through sandbox. And, uh, you know, i love helping our military members and spouses and and our veterans that are interested in the entrepreneurship journey. So I asked everyone to reach out and I'm, I'm happy to opine.
0: And we will make sure we link for both Android and Apple users to the app, which is just absolutely beautifully designed.
1: well, thank you. I appreciate that, Tony.
0: Sam, thank you for taking the time, sharing your strategies, your methods, your tactics. And most importantly, thanks for having our six. Really appreciate it. Every time. Hey, Sixers, did you know the Got Your Six podcast is now streaming every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Audacity app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word wreath. Love to hear what you think. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Godfrey Six Podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday.
1: I don't know what you've been told, Sixers.